In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Betches Media presents... A lot of them aren't even pretending to be in charge. Slow the testing down. Remove him from office. No justice, no peace. Cast a vote that will make you proud. The Betches Sup Podcast. Will you Who shut is up, man? Listen? Hello, and welcome to the Betches Up Podcast. I'm Brian Russell-Smith. I'm Sammy Fishbein. And the Betches Up Podcast is your daily rundown of all the crazy shit happening in the news, explained to you by your two funniest friends. Which is us. Let's do it. How are you, Sammy? How was your weekend? It was Twitter full. That was, yeah, that was that was the consensus that I was seeing for, from us and our, our our group chat was everyone, I couldn't get off of Twitter. I could not. That was all I did. Um, mm-hmm. Occasionally, Instagram as well. Mm-hmm. Well, but- this is because we, we, we recorded that emergency episode Friday morning or Friday afternoon when... COVID when it was revealed that Trump had uh, coronavirus, but we had not even gotten to the hospitalization yet. We didn't even got to Killian Conway. Like that even happened yet. Yeah. A lot has developed ever since mm-hmm. then. Um, so about four hours, five hours. No, he waited till after the markets closed. So I think it was around six o'clock on Friday. Donald Trump um, went to Walter Reed because he has COVID. Um, And he remained hospitalized over the weekend while his team did absolutely everything they could to convince us that he wasn't deathly ill with the infectious disease that he's been calling a hoax. Um, But all the while, he was being pumped full of experimental drugs and treatments that are normally reserved for severe cases. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't need... Okay, it's hard to like decide where to begin because I'm trying to parse what they've said and what he's done with what we actually know, like the few bits of information that we have been able to glean from Dr. Sean Conley. Um, So, okay. He goes, this is, this is the sequence. He goes to the hospital like 6 PM uh, Friday night. You don't hear from him. We don't hear from him for like quite a while. Saturday morning, they say at 11 AM, his doctor, uh, the physician to the president, Dr. Sean Conley is going to brief about his condition. Okay. It takes them like, they come out like 35 minutes late and it's not just Dr. Sean Conley in his white coat. It is him plus a team of people coming Mm -hmm. out behind him. And it's like basically all of the people who have been treating the president, um, you know, pulmonologists, you know, all these different people, virologists, um, and he gives a press conference. Um, Trump still hasn't tweeted by this at this point, by the way. Um, and he, he gave us two briefings in the first briefing. He re- calmly refused to say whether the president had received supplemental oxygen and kind of, uh, sowed confusion over the timeline of his diagnosis. For example, when repeatedly pressed about whether he was on oxygen, uh, ever, 
Sean Conley just kept saying he's not on oxygen today or he's on oxygen right now. Right now he's not on it. And we're like, that's not the question. Yeah. But it's like, (laughs) has he ever been on oxygen? And he was just like, he's not on oxygen right now. So that was evasive. And then he said that the president had been diagnosed 72 hours prior um, to the press conference, which was like 1130 Saturday AM and treated with an antibody cocktail 48 hours ago. Now we had not even learned of his diagnosis 48 hours ago, let alone 72 hours ago. Mm -hmm. Um, At the time he had only announced his diagnosis 36 hours prior, which happened at like almost 1am on Thursday, uh, Friday morning. Um, And then after the conference, Conley released a statement attempting to clarify the timeline and said, so his statement, which was like typo riddled and, (laughs) um, also like had a few inaccuracies in it. He stated that, that that 72 hours was wrong. And that what he meant was day three. Um, How do you like, how do you like misstate a typed statement? You know what I mean? Like they were, he was reading that statement where they said 72 hours, you know? So it's like, how did you fuck that up? Or you're lying. What, what I've, come to conclude is that this is literally all just to distract us so that we will sit here and dissect 72 hours, three days, blah, blah, blah. None of that matters. The fact is the president is a 74 year old man who has documentable comorbidities. His fever was according to someone in the white house hit one Oh three, which is like not okay. Regardless of when he was diagnosed or when he caught it, he clearly he was clearly on oxygen. We don't know how much. He probably was on oxygen more than one day. Mm-hmm. I don't care how many videos they show you. They show us of him standing in his hospital room or his photos or his tweets. I literally don't care because the facts remain. We know what coronavirus is and we know he has it. And we know that his conditions were at least a certain amount of ca- cause for concern because they, they have- wouldn't put him on three drugs. They have they have medical facilities within the White House. They have a like a functioning, you know, doctor's office with a full medical staff on in the White House at all times. But so the fact of the matter is, is that his condition was so bad that it wasn't good enough for him to stay in the White House. He had to go to the hospital. Right. And he's not the kind of person I know a lot of people were like, this is fake. He's making up. No, Donald Trump would never, never show himself willingly going to a hospital. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, this man would never do it. It is a point of pride for him again, about like not, you know, you've seen his 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 letters from his doctor, the healthiest man alive. Like you think they, he's going to go to a hospital willingly? Like, no, he was clearly afraid that he was going to die. I, I read that he had said to AIDS, am I going to go out like Stan Chera, who's his friend who died of coronavirus, the hoax. And, oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, he like, I think that that's why they had him go because they saw the decline that he was in. And they're like, we need to get him, take him there now. So we don't have to take him on a stretcher. You know what I mean? Like we need to be able to take him now so he can walk to air force one or Marine one or whatever it's called and get, you know, get to the hospital because if the, the, the op, the optics of him being carried is far, far worse than him walking there himself, you know? Right. I think it's that. Plus he knew that like there might be an actual problem and he needed to be treated in a facility, in the hospital facility. I heard on, I think it was MSNBC this morning that 
the White House has like 90% of like what a hospital has, mm-hmm. but they don't have like certain imaging um, technologies and like you can't receive like the same, like you just can't receive like the full level, full extent of care. So like I, he needed to go clear. I think he probably needed to have that imaging because another thing that I got, we're going to talk about the second press conference, but another thing that Sean Conley evaded was like what the results of his imaging was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So on Saturday, leaks started giving the public a better idea of how ill the president actually was. So the White House chief of staff, Mark Meadows, told a White House pool reporters that the president's vital signs had been concerning. Uh, he tried to do this off the record after the doctors had already given a speech about how well he was doing. And then yeah. uh, Mark, then a camera caught him saying this to the, the, the pool. Like, this is off the record, but the president's <laughs> vital signs are really concerning. So everyone is like, wait, so what is it? And had, like, that camera not been on him, maybe we wouldn't even have that information. Um, sources, like you said, sources told Vanity Fair the president reached 103 fever on Friday night. And then on Sunday, Sean Conley, I, like, I keep every time I hear Sean Conley, I just think of Sean Connery. Sean Connery. I know. Yeah, I'm like, wow. Okay. On Sunday, that's Sean- why Trump was like, you can treat me. Yeah. You sound like a movie star. <laughs> on Sunday. Like, why do you uh, think he picked this guy? I yeah. I mean, well, it's just like I guess he knew that he would lie for him, <laughs> you know? <Right. laughs> or evade questions. So on Sunday, Sean Conley gave another briefing that hinted at the president's more dire condition. He stated that Trump's oxygen levels had dropped alarmingly at least twice. He refused to answer how low it had dropped, saying it had never went below 85. Okay. No, no, no. He also, said it never went to the, the, low the 80s. mid low eighties. Mid low eighties. Like, so, mm-hmm. but he said he said it was like I can't remember what he said, but it it, it implied that it was somewhere between ninety four and mid low eighties. Mm-hmm. Meaning Which it was is, like eighty, probably eighty five. Yeah, that's a very large um, gap. He also the president is being treated with a steroid. The World Health Organization only recommends for severe cases. This drug also has psychological side effects. It's like a steroid that makes people paranoid and agitated. All the things that we do not need the leader of the free world with access to nuclear weapons to be feeling. Um, He also remains on remdesivir, which also... Remdesivir, yeah. Remdesivir, thank you. Which is also for severe cases. Um, so had he not, if he didn't have a severe case, he probably wouldn't be on these drugs with these, um, psychological side effects. I don't think like, I'm sure that they were like laying out the pros and cons. And I mean, it's the dexamethasone, the steroid he's on, which is obviously having some sort of roid rage effect like that. They, it is dangerous to give that to someone if they don't have a severe case. Like, I can't imagine he's convincing them to put him in danger. Like, I'm sure they would say that this will actually endanger you more. Mm-hmm. And he's allowing himself to be put on it. Yeah. So Conley remained evasive about supplemental oxygen and tried to explain why he wasn't truthful about this treatment on Saturday. So let's listen to a clip from yesterday's briefing. Well, showing any irregularities Conley, in his lungs? So are there any obesities? Are there anything? to disclose that the president had been administered oxygen? Uh, it's a good question. Thank so you. I was trying to reflect the the, uh, the upbeat attitude that the team, the president, that his course of illness has had. Um, 
didn't want to give uh, any uh, any information that might uh, steer the uh, the course of illness in another direction. Um, and in doing so, uh, you know, it came off uh, that we were trying to hide something, which wasn't necessarily true. Um, and uh, so have, here I have it. He's, he is, the, the fact of the matter is, is that he's doing really well. That he is, he is uh, responding. And as the team said, uh, if everything continues to go well, we're going to start uh, discharge planning back to the White House. That's it. Thank you, folks. Yeah, they're saying that they might, they're going to decide to discharge him today, which to me, again, is just part of the circus. It's like, so we can sit here and be like, will they discharge him? Won't they discharge him? Will they discharge him? Won't they? It's a distraction to talk about anything other than the fact that he owns for that he owes $421 million in taxes and he is badly losing the election. His campaign is out of money and his, and there are 12 people in his inner circle to have been diagnosed with coronavirus. Most recently, Kaylee McEnany. I mean, we are seeing, we are starting to begin to see polls out from that are post debate polls. And Biden is widening his gap. They're seeing it. They're seeing it with seniors. They are seeing it with um, suburban women, um, even non-college educated white voters who have predominantly swung for Donald Trump. He still leads, but he was, he was leading by like double, double digits in, in post exit polls for in 2016. And Joe Biden has closed that gap. Like, ex like, so much. And so we haven't even seen the political repercussions of him being diagnosed with COVID, him driving around, like him, him acting ex irresponsibly and all of his staff getting COVID. Like it's, we, I, I, I can't imagine how this is going like to, to affect his campaign. <laughs> I mean, he wants to pull out of this, like, look how strong I am. But I think he doesn't even understand how insensitive he mm -hmm. insensitively he's behaving and how stupidly he's behaving. And like you said, this wasn't even real. He like, said it wasn't even real. He said it was a hoax. And he said it was just as bad as the flu. Why are you in the hospital if it's just as bad as the flu? He also like and by like by, you know, being so cavalier with the way he's talking about his own diagnosis he is simultaneously like shitting on all the people who've been sick, who've died, whose family members have died by saying he can just overcome this. And like people who lost their jobs and had no medical insurance and weren't able to go to the hospital. Like he is, he it is just, it is, he's acting really disgusting. The White House has come out with a $100 exper uh, commemorative coin, meaning it costs you $100. It's not worth $100 coin that says Donald Trump defeats COVID before he's defeated COVID. H how? Like, mm -hmm. what is wrong with you? Don't you, doesn't he realize that like the hallmark of COVID is that it like kind of goes up and down and you could just like go at any point like that yeah. is the symptom of covid like he thinks he's just like all good hey american fever dream listeners i'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift because now you can use gift mode on etsy gift mode on etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone for any occasion and it's easy you just tap or click 
gift mode in your Etsy app or Etsy.com, and then answer a few questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And gift mode instantly gives you a curated gift idea list based on hundreds of personas. Now it is simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of my favorite things to do are go to Etsy gift mode and then search absurd things like what kind of gifts do you have with Walter Cronkite on them? What kind of gifts do you have for dachshund owners? There's jewelry, ceramic, toys, board games, all kinds of fun stuff. A gifting moment is always right around the corner. Whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you, Gift Mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. Today's episode of American Fever Dream is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. It's Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. They also have inclusive sizing, up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. This is the best. You just put it back in your box, send it out, and before you know it, you've got your next one. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. I bought the Rachel Antonoff pasta puffer from them. I was obsessed with it, like everybody who tries it is, and it was completely sold out everywhere else. So I felt like I really, really had an in there. So thank you, Newly. Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code FeverDream20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code FeverDream20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Just, I just want to go back to what you were saying about the polls for one second. Every day that he puts on these ridiculous displays, he is reinforcing the point that the debate made, which is you can choose between this insane cult leader or a norm who's going to get you the judges you want. And like, but you know, you're rolling the dice on like everything else, like really Mm -hmm. everything else Mm -hmm. versus like this normal, sane guy Mm -hmm. who seems like a human being. And he has like, decades of experience in the in government that is like kind of inherently somewhat more stable even if you think washington the swamp whatever like there's stability there mm-hmm. so like why would you I go was, to this crazy person i was talking to a friend a few friends over the weekend about this and we were just talking and like who aren't super political they aren't super involved like 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 they're voting but they're not like they're not like tuned in like we are you know or people probably who listen to this podcast but they were just saying how sick and tired they are of hearing about him every single day and it's not even just the news that he makes he's tired of seeing everyone's tired of seeing the memes about him even though they're funny they're like i'm just sick of it i'm over it like even if he does something stupid and it's funny i don't care anymore i'm just over him and so i'm like i think that is what is starting to happen too I completely agree. I think people are just like, get this clown out of my face. Like, like you didn't have to think about Obama every day. And we think about Trump every day. Yeah. You, you could live your normal life under Obama. Mm-hmm. Like you could travel. Like I like you could do whatever you could go on a plane. You could like go to a different country. You could 
like you could not have to wear a mask. You could like go know, that's the bar. To, eat, to eat. Like you go to a bar, you go to college. Like you can have you a sniffle these- and not be afraid that you're going to die. Like yeah. I like, like, I like have like a little bit of a sniffle and I'm like, oh, this is it. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Okay. But let's talk about some of the propaganda that the president is using to try to win back the voters sympathy and love on front on Saturday. Sorry. He released, he released a four minute video um, of him sitting at a desk talking about his COVID fuck. It was just fucking rambling. You can watch it if you want. Um, But he also released two photos that were clearly Mm. staged to make it appear like he had been working all day. But if you look Mm -hmm. at the metadata, they're taken um, like 10 minutes apart. Mm Mm-hmm. Whatever. It's like it's outfit. really unimpressive. What? <laughs> they even like changed his outfit to make it seem. They just took off his jacket, but like, yeah. who knows what he was wearing on the bottom? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Honestly, like I'm unimpressed that you could pump the president full of meds to get him to get out of meds that notably cause mania and make you feel feelings of euphoria. That they could do that, get him up for a minute to film. Like that's unimpressive to me, mm-hmm. especially when you know that COVID is an up and down thing. Um, and then whatever, Sean Conley does his, his second press conference Sunday morning. And then we're getting on a pattern here, 11 a.m. press conferences, 6 p.m. stunt. Cause yes, late yesterday afternoon, Trump released another video from Walter Reed. Let's listen to it. We're getting great reports from the doctors. This is an incredible hospital, Walter Reed. The work they do is just absolutely amazing. And I want to thank them all the nurses, the doctors, everybody here. I've also gotten to meet some of the soldiers and the first responders and what a group. I also think we're gonna pay a little surprise to some of the great patriots that we have out on the street. And they've been out there for a long time and they've got Trump flags and they love our country. So I'm not telling anybody but you, but I'm about to make a little surprise visit. So perhaps I'll get there before you get to see me but I just, uh, when I look at the enthusiasm, and we have enthusiasm like probably nobody's ever had. Our people that love the job we're doing, we have more enthusiasm than maybe anybody. So uh, it's been a very interesting journey. I learned a lot about COVID. I learned it by really going to school. This is the real school. This isn't the let's read the book school. And I get it and I understand it. And it's a very interesting thing, and I'm going to be letting you know about it. In the meantime, we love the USA, and we love what's happening. Thank you. We <sighs> love what's happening. That needs to be a Sarah Cooper voiceover, that one. You love what's to- happening. Like, you're in the hospital with the deadly pandemic virus. Did you well, not he's notice like, that? We've, we have more enthusiasm than anybody's ever had for anything. It's like, have you ever been to a Beyonce concert? Like, <laughs> holy sh- Like, that's enthusiasm. Um, I mean, also those videos, like, let's be honest, they were like kind of poorly cut together. You could tell where the cuts were, where he obviously was mm -hmm. like coughing or had to catch his breath or whatever it was. Yeah. He then took a joyride in his hermetically sealed Secret Service vehicle to wave at supporters outside the hospital, which is like, you are literally endangering the lives Mm -hmm. of these people who volunteered to take a bullet for you. What's Mm -hmm. wrong with you? So you could. So I don't know. There's there's no there is no good explanation for doing that. Like everyone's like, well, someone like Mark Meadows was like on his chief of staff was saying how, well, he went he went to the hospital and ran one with them. So why wouldn't he just do this? And I was like, well, 
he had to go to the hospital because he might die. <laughs> so he had to go to the hospital. He didn't have to wave at these proud boys slash QAnon crazy people on the street. Like, I have no problem calling them QAnon crazy people because they're even on video saying, I love that man. I would die for him. And it's like, what? You can. Here's your opportunity. <laughs> yeah, you you might. You yeah. might. If you're standing out there without a mask on. Idiots. Um, okay. And here's here's something we wanted to just kind of like dive into because we don't actually know how far along Trump is in the course of his virus. Um, people are speculating that the um, Sunday, last Sunday, the event in the Rose Garden for Amy Coney Barrett was the source of the super spread. But it could have been earlier um, mm-hmm. if it was Sunday, then today would be day eight of having COVID, but it's unclear when he was even diagnosed. Um, and obviously the White House dare not clarify. Um, Conley refused to answer the question about when his last negative COVID test was. And there's no indication that the White House has provided this information to staff or other people who might have been exposed. Apparently they just got an email that's like, if you're sick, stay home. But no mm-hmm. one's telling them like when he got it. They're not doing any contact tracing. They're not reaching out to people who he was around. There's reporters who have who have since tested positive, who had tested negative before the Amy Comey Barrett confirmation because they all got tested there. But now they are testing positive and they're like, the only way I could have gotten it was from the White House. That's the only way p- place I've been exposed to people. And no one has reached out to me about this. So they're not right. even they're not even trying to figure out the source, how many people they've gotten sick. It's just morally reprehensible and irresponsible. They literally, they don't care who, how many people they've gotten sick. It's like not interesting to them. So yesterday, more reporters asked White House Press Secretary Kayleigh McEnany when Trump's last negative test was. Uh, she refused to answer. She evaded the question and basically wouldn't say, by the way, she has since tested positive as of recording this podcast this morning. And she was speaking to reporters without a mask on. So there's that. Uh, Let's revisit the timeline. If Trump was actually diagnosed midday Wednesday, this means uh, him and his team knowingly exposed hundreds of people to COVID-19. He flew on planes. He went to rallies. He went to a buffet fundraiser in New Jersey and sat unmasked at small tables. New Jersey officials are trying to find the 206 people who attended the Bedminster fundraiser last week, but can't because the RNC didn't provide their phone numbers or addresses. His family refused to wear masks at the debate. They, Chris Wallace has since told uh, people, the media, I don't know, someone, he was on, on TV telling it, that the Trumps arrived too late to the debate to even be tested before going out, so they used a, quote, honor system. So for all we would well know is that Trump was um, diagnosed with COVID, had a positive COVID results then, you know? Um, I kind of and- feel like he, okay, here, here's what I think happened. I don't think he gets tested every day. There's no way he's tolerating that nose swab every day. What I think is he probably gets the people tested around him every day. And I have a feeling that they knew he had COVID. Maybe they knew he had COVID maybe like Wednesday, like they were putting it together because of the symptoms and the fact that so many other people had it too. And that Hope Hicks had had her diagnosis. But I believe that maybe they didn't actually give him a test until Thursday. Maybe because that's why that's why they're trying to not answer whether or not 
when his last positive, when his last negative test was, because it could very well be like a week ago or something like a week or two ago. ago. Yeah. Oh gosh. Literally like he hasn't been tested and they only tested him when they thought he got it. Yeah. Um, And according to a reporting from the wall street journal, Trump learned of a close AIDS positive test earlier in the week and said, quote, don't tell anyone. So, um, but here's what we do know about the spread. At least 10 people in the white house have tested positive, including Trump's personal aide. Three Republican senators have the coronavirus and votes have been canceled in the Senate for two weeks. However, Mitch McConnell still plans to begin confirmation hearings for Amy Coney Barrett on October 12th, which is one week from today. So, of course, they will. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. To me, I'm just like, okay, have fun thinking that you can make your plans. But like coronavirus doesn't give a shit about nominating judges. Like, so they're, like they're, the the three there's three Republican senators who have tested positive, um, two of whom sit on the Senate Judiciary Committee, and they're like, oh, we're just going to quarantine for ten days and then we'll come right back. It's like you still could be coronavirus positive in ten days. What they are you talking about? They all met with her last week, so like they are probably going to come up with those positives like soon. Yeah, like Bill Barr is quarantining right now, like. Who knows he, what's going he on says with him? He had four negative tests. Okay, but yeah, I don't but believe I mean, a like, word he says. I know it, that's the, that's the problem with this whole thing. It's like these I people are—they're liars. They lie about everything for most of the time for reasons that don't even make sense. Like you could have just told the truth. You know what I mean? So it's like—I mean, the fact that like there's a lot of people who thought who think thought and still think that Trump is faking it that this is all like him control him creating some sort of master plan. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, I don't. That doesn't. It, I'm very, very uh, conspiratorial sometimes, but I know this is real. Like we know. Yeah, totally. And like the on Wednesday is the vice presidential debate. Um, and I really just hope that they are taking all like Kamala Harris is taking all the precautions available to her to not be exposed to Mike Pence or anyone from that campaign or staff. Do you think she's going to break out the plexiglass like Lindsey, uh, like Jamie Harrison did against Lindsey Graham? I think she, I think, it, I think she should. I think it's a, I think it's also a reminder the entire time that this is, and Mike Pence is the coronavirus are. It's his fault. <laughs> yeah. I mean, He's that supposed is to be like, leading the response. I mean, that's pretty strong imagery. Like, you can't even trust the actual person running the coronavirus task force in this administration to be coronavirus free and be honest about it. Like, I wouldn't be shocked if she wore a mask the whole time because they should doing- wear it when she's like, if, if well, I were her, I'd be wearing it when I wasn't answering questions. That's a good call. Yeah. Like, like why not? when I walk, when I walk out and walk back on, you know what I mean? I mean, like, yeah, as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Like it's, yeah, I don't know. I think people are just going to be sick of this. Like, I don't know. The answer to like when you can go back to your normal life is literally it depends who wins the election. And I don't know. I would hope that people want to do that. I think they yeah. do, you know? Yeah, totally. All right. Okay. Well, as always, uh, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast so we can get more listeners. But um, so I guess just I'm just going to end it there then. <laughs> yeah. Until the end of democracy or return of democracy. I'm Brian Russell Smith. I'm Sammy Fishbein. 
And this has been the Betcha Sub Podcast. The Betcha Sub Podcast is produced by Sean Kilby and Amanda Duberman. Our podcast managers are Mike Coscarelli and Sean Kilby. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Artwork by Brittany Levine. Be sure to follow us at Betches underscore Sup on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send your emails to Sup at Betches.com. Betches.